Hi, welcome to Straight to Laserdisc. I'm Andy. I'm Mary. And I'm not John. I'm Sharon. Yeah, this is our mom filling in for John, who uh, is sitting out this uh, conversation because he thought he didn't know enough. But uh, we are going to be talking today a little bit about uh, war movies, specifically what is a war movie, some of the, the history about the filmmaking behind it, and what are some of our favorites. Mary, what do you consider a war movie? Straight up. <laughs> Straight up, I guess. my When I hear that terminology, I guess I think of, like, on the battlefield. Like, you know, explosions, blood and guts. Basically, I think of, like, Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan. So. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, beyond those... Like, war has, you know, so many effects and so many stories come from it, whether you're on, like, the front lines or on the battlefield at all, or whether you're still, like, at home, you know, experiencing loss in other ways. I don't know. So, there's a lot of movies that, I guess, fit into the definition, but right off the bat, that's what I think of. Yeah. Mom, you said this earlier about how war movies seem to have different uh subgenres like like prisons like right. the, yeah the, the prison camps you know you got the, the battle front, the, yeah the prison camp the actual like mary said the battlefields the you know battle like midway we're trying to reenact battles pearl harbor midway oh wait are you talking about <laughs> ben affleck no <laughs> i miss you more than michael bay missed the mark when he made Pearl Harbor. You know this? I'm just saying. Tora, Tora, Tora. Did you hear that? Yes. That I, would be Pearl Harbor. I think I fell asleep through that one, to be honest. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I never saw the Ben Affleck one, so I can't speak to it. From here to that eternity, one I didn't fall sort asleep. of around that. But that sort of kind of blends it, where there's the battle and also the um, backstory. So you, you can have, or you have, you know, The Great Escape or... Starlock 17, things that are... Or um, like Mrs. Miniver. Mrs. Miniver, and since you went away. Um, so once, or then you have the gruesome things like Gallipoli. Or my fav- one of my favorite movies, Best Years of Our Lives. Mm. That's a yeah. good movie. That's yeah. about coming home, which right. is, you know, which is yeah. also part of There's horror. A, it's like the, you know, readjustment like to... To life to after. To life after, and what struggles they face that are extremely different than the battlefield, but nonetheless are real legitimate struggles right and hardship so um yeah it's a big scope like even the third man you could put in like you know just a post anything post-war pre-war yeah like war is the backdrop and then, kind of of like other tensions and like yeah storylines like occurring yeah and it yeah. just seems like a lot of movies uh, I had this thought the other day about, like, if World War II never happened... I know, as opposed to... <laughs> wait, what? A fart. Uh, anyway, it's just that um, that if World War II didn't happen, there would be so many movies and um, that wouldn't have existed that have changed, you know, uh, the, you know, the way that... It, not only did it change the course of human history, but it also changed art for the long haul. Uh, yeah. Not only just in film, but you think of like yeah, Francis like Bacon, you, or yeah, people think took, of like made an effort to like make this like horribly bloody 
ugly thing into like a story yeah you know? like a, a way of like, like uh creating art out from of pain yeah. <laughs> yeah a way to deal with grief yeah and... a way to like try and i don't know make sense of something that really doesn't like you can't really like when you're on the battlefield like not that i've ever could ever say i've experienced it but like how crazy that must be like and then to try and like rationalize that through you know what i mean like just trying to make it like somehow make sense of something that probably didn't make sense in so many ways yeah when you're just thrust into it which is why i think a lot of the the better war movies concentrate on individuals and how right they, like rather than the big scenes and rather than the, the like, battleships and showing all the things and you know the big like fights this. and consult with the either text that was written about it or like the actual people who were there that's what's cool i mean we were just watching band of brothers which i know isn't a movie sorry that but won't make this list <laughs> it's so well done and like they start off every episode with um interviews with the real guys you know, who went through it, and, um, they, like, they shall not grow old, like, also, I mean, that is, like, direct source interviews from people that lived through it. Right. Um, which is, I think you can almost, like, appreciate more when it's, like, oh, this is, like, a real guy, like, lived through this, and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, Mom, you brought up, um, you know, that, that war movies what make the, the best war movies are about specific people that you follow certain characters whether real or not right. and i think um real or no real yeah real or no real but i i think the difference between a movie and like you could learn about the, the actual strategic uh, you know the strategy behind um the the battles or whatnot in a documentary or in a book or something but Strategio. a movie yeah the strategery um but um the best war movies are about something different that yeah that human experience uh, exactly right. because i mean i could read all day long about things on the left flank and the right flank and the you know whatever's going on and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't, it put doesn't you make, in it, make like... sense but if you see past to glory or you see Gallipoli and you see these people in the trenches and you can practically feel the, you know, the death all around them and the, the waste of life, the waste of human life on these, yeah. these battles that you know at Porkchop Hill. These guys are going to just go up and get obliterated. Cut that out? And they, yeah. they know that. And um, so you invest in the it's, characters. Yeah. You feel for them. And you think about their, you know, you they never think about know. the people at home. As a mom watching it, I think when I see these guys, I think these guys are 17, 18 years old. These are like my kids. They're over there in horrible situations and having to deal with it. And, and it's, it's really... so random. It's like, it's just dumb luck sometimes, like, yeah. that anyone, like, any one of them didn't die or did, or did. Like, it's just, like, so almost just so random. Like, and that's one of the things Band of Brothers does really well is, like, you're just, like, in the scene and, like, He'll be, like, someone will be talking, they try to focus on, like, a, a different person each episode and, like, kind of take them through that person's, like, day or several days or whatever. And it's just, like, they could be talking to a person and then the next second they they get shot in the head. And it's just, like, you know, like, how, I just think, yeah, like, how did anyone, like, sleep, like, stay sane at all? Like, yeah. I mean, you never knew if you were just going to be the next person that was done in that way. And you're just like in it. I don't know. Right. 
it's just an experience like I can't even imagine but they try to help I guess help you imagine and maybe in a way it's like have you know like have some perspective and uh respect these people when they've they come home like what they've been through yeah you know it's like almost inexplicable like you can make a movie about it but it's still at the end of the day you know it's a movie whereas there's some people that have like really lived lived that so right yeah now uh, i mean talking about some of the we've touched upon some of the themes of touched yeah yeah some of the themes of war movies you know even from the very beginning of hollywood till till now you know just showing the the onslaught of war and the you know just the the pain and and misery but just um obviously they've gotten more violent over the years like they've Mm -hmm. you know just because of what you could get away with but um i just want to get your guys's perspective about you know seeing something like the longest day compared to the opening scene or something to saving private ryan you know they're about the same event Mm -hmm. but they're shot very differently i just want to get like a quick uh react reaction to that the longest day i don't the longest movie like so very very long so uh, maybe you want to speak to that more well but i remember you know it's funny because saving private ryan i only saw once i've seen the longest day a a few times i think saving private ryan isn't it silent as they're coming off if i'm remembering remembering it correctly are they is it there's not any speaking is there as they're coming off well i mean there's like it's like literally you're on the beach right i know but it's like there's all the sound but there's no you know you just isn't it kind of like you can't hear words you can't there's that you're just just like your senses are dulled to everything and um the longest day isn't quite like that i think it's it's um a little more different i think there's yeah more sean connery a... comes up on the beach singing at one point yeah yeah and it's a funny thing because i watched <laughs> tonal both of those, shift yeah i watched both of those movies and i can't help thinking of my uncle pete he was there and you think he was one of the only guys in his um platoon or battalion whatever not battalion platoon or group, whatever group it was um there were two of them that survived they got behind some kind of piece of a of a a blown out building or something and we're stuck there for for a while but they survived and everyone else was was killed so when you when i see that or i see like the sands of iwo jima or whenever because my uncle bill was at iwo jima it's just it's there's a level of like i just can't even believe yeah. that they made they made it home How they had they families make, yeah and, and yeah. um but i think the difference is that i think the longest day shows more of the it's more of the strategy it's showing both sides it's got the germans you know, kind of awakening to this and realizing we have our guys in the wrong places. We pulled back and we shouldn't have. And um, sort of the, the game gamesmanship of trying to figure out which yes. where, you know, because where Patton was was where that was going to be and what, right. all that. And um, where Saving Private Ryan, you're just thrown you're into immersed. a boat and yeah. you're getting shot at. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the most, I think a lot of movies have, not to say they haven't like taken notes on The Longest Day, but for modern war movies i think basically everybody is uses saving private ryan as a go-to right it's a watershed moment yeah of like um, for films for that involve anything definitely like war movie, the, definitely yeah. world war ii specific um movies since then it basically yeah 
it's just uh, well, how it an looked. important thing because Saving Private Ryan came after 1960, the, the 60s. So you think Vietnam predates it. Yeah. And I think part of the, the like the older movies, like The Longest Day, they we were more towards... They weren't anti-war. The Paths of Glory was. There's some that were, um, but maybe but more they romanticizing were more, yeah, it a like little more, bit. Yeah, not showing the not ab- showing absolute, the blood like, and guts because you know you figured audiences might not want to see that. But also, I think with the anti-war a little bit, you know, seeping in, that influence. you would want to create. We don't want to do this again. Like mm-hmm. let's right. this so people see what it's really like, and it's not like Battleground with. Uh, you know, what's his name? Van Johnson. Van Johnson mixing eggs. Yeah. You know, it's this, oh, there's other no! stuff going on. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban kind of guys are getting killed. You know, that's what's happening. They're nice guys getting killed. And um, I think that that's, there may be because of the influence of the 60s and the Vietnam and anti-war movement that the, the battle scenes became more gritty because you want to show that and say, this is what's really happening. It's not. Right. You know, generals moving things on a chessboard. These guys are getting their, their heads worn And out. I guess you could say, like, during the course of Vietnam, as like, just, you know, while the war was going on, um, you know, there was a lot more media, a lot more photography about the horrors of war. And, and you know, there was many more news outlets where you could get um, that, you know, that shocking imagery or whatnot. But World War Two, you know, you had... You, you, the footage you saw was the like okay they are guys took the beach today yeah. and you know Pat and coming up on the kind beach of like uh, propaganda. and in the movies the four a little take, bit the four takes of Pat yeah and Pat, okay, and yeah four and takes of coming onto the beach till he got it right yeah you know that's yeah but so yeah you hit uh, I think you pointed it out you like, hit the head on your nail yeah <laughs> that you know that Vietnam <laughs> I think there, that there was a, such a huge shift. It not only came at a time when the studios were dying, uh, the studio system and more of the like the auteur film filmers were filmmakers were coming in, but they were allowed more free reign to to show the grit and whatnot. And um, I think George Lucas at one point I I want to just get this trivia thing in. I think there was a a point where he and I think like I want to say like Francis Ford Coppola or someone wanted to actually go into vietnam and film like the war the film the war, war for like i think that was like an uh like a pre precursor to apocalypse now but it never happened because it's like why would we bring hollywood act like yeah directors in here it, yeah it's there like but yeah zone. so but <laughs> back to no i was just, sorry i was thinking because before we started this i was trying to think of kind of less like on the list war movies remember that and you mentioned Vietnam, and that made me think of the Christian Bale POW. Rescue yeah. Dawn. Yeah. yeah, that was oh, good. Oh, I thought you were going to say, it's funny, Christian Bale. I thought you were going to say Empire of the Sun. No. Oh, that's another I great actually, movie. I haven't seen oh, okay. that movie. Another Steven Spielberg With movie. John Malkovich, right? Yeah, Steven Spielberg. And Ben Stiller. And, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Rescue Dawn, I remember um, that was pretty a pretty good movie. Um, and I feel like since that movie, I've seen more of the other, like, earlier done POW movies. Right. Now, what are some of the, like, uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan is obviously a, a watershed mm. um, type of war That's movie. That's gotta what be are, up there. Anyway. What are, what are some of the others that you think are watershed war you know, movies? I don't remember since the seeing the whole thing. This is an awful thing. I remember a huge play up for um, Midway when it came out. And I remember guys that had been there saying it was Weren't pretty realistic. It? 
They yeah, may with, have uh, made they, it, but I... They did a new one, actually, not that long ago yeah, with um, like Joe recent. Jonas, I think. Oh, no, no, no Nick Jonas. <laughs> no, Nick Jonas. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wrong Jonas. How dare you. But I can't speak to it because I haven't... I... So part of Midway did you one think thing. it was good though? Is that what you were kind of saying? No, I just I just remember it being a lot of stuff. Oh, and people up. saying it kind of more realistic than some of them had been, and that's mm-hmm. an older one before you know, before yeah. the sixties. Right. I so I honestly think, uh, off battlefield, like the best years of our lives is one of the best movies, ever. like it's one of my favorite movies. Like a couple weeks ago, it was on Turner, and I was literally like leaving this house like i was about to walk out the door and it came on and i was like all right i'll just watch the beginning three hours right, later just watch, you know <laughs> and like I, I literally stayed, yeah and i literally stayed until the end of the movie which i was not planning to do but it's like it's just one of those movies that anytime it's on i want to watch it because i mean that's like an important story just as much as like the you know on the battlefield it's like what they came home to and you know, even today, there's, like, you know, veterans that feel like their country kind of forgot about them and, like, what they've done. And it's, like, right. you know, it's, um, I feel like that's an important take. And not only is it an important story, but the fact that it's so well acted and it's just a well-written story, um, I feel like that was an important movie, I yeah. would say. I think that um, Will- uh, William Wyler, who directed the movie, he was um, part of the war effort. He shot... Uh, he, he was mostly in planes there's a documentary i think he made called the memphis blue where it's just no memphis bell sorry mm-hmm. where he's um you, you know just filming aerial combat yeah which from, is why he made yeah. uh dana andrews in the movie yeah. um was a, 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 was a pilot but i think he adds that extra touch of act be, you know being in the action and um mm-hmm. understanding where most of the guys are coming from because yeah. i, I want to say up to that point um you know, there was a lot of, uh, I mean, there were plenty of propaganda war movies, you know, John Wayne and yeah. whatnot. But it, they it, literally show PTSD, I mean. Yeah, I can't think of a movie that predates right. that, that, that and it's really like, hones know, in on that issue. Yeah, it's like a grown man, he's a star, I mean, he's in a lot of other movies, Laura, um, and there he is, like, in bed having a nightmare, you know, and... Yeah. I just think that's, yeah, like, right. that's an important thing. But I think also to point out, I think different wars have different, um, I don't want to say agendas, but feelings to them. Yeah. So, like, World War One movies typically lean more towards anti-war just because of, you know, it, it the way it started and, and, like, what were they really fighting for? World mm-hmm. War Two seems to be more, more you know, patriotic, patriotic like, heroic you know, it, it is a literal good versus evil right. story. And then Vietnam is a bit of a quagmire. So you're like, again, kind of with World War One, like, you're like, okay, why? why are we why are we still here? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there. Uh, to be honest, I haven't watched too many Iraq or Afghanistan, Afghanistan wars uh, movies, but I would, I would assume they're more of the same. Um but, uh, like a little bit kind of anti-war. Kind of anti-war. The, the, um, I think it's like American Sniper. Talk about PTSD. That guy had a lot of troubles when he came back. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's. Um, I never saw that movie. So. I or just even like Black Hawk Down. 
Oh, Black Hawk Down was just like a... That had literally everyone in it. Just like uh, The Band Longest of Brother. Day has everyone in it. And yeah, Band and of Brothers. And Band of Brothers. Everyone is in everyone, Black Hawk Down. Everyone's in Black Hawk Down. Even yeah. Tom Hardy's in that. And he's in, in Band, Band of Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who Orlando wants Bloom, to know. Orlando uh, Bloom, Josh Hartnett. Yep. Uh, guy, uh, what's his name? Ewan McGregor uh, is in it. Uh, who's the guy ever... from Lawless who's like the awful, awful man? Guy Pierce. Oh, yeah, Guy... Was he in Black Hawk Down? I'm pretty sure oh, he is. Stevie is probably reading us right now <laughs> for not remembering. I'm like certain he is. He would he would put that as best war movie. Oh, Eric Bana is also yeah. in it. The Hulk. <laughs> the ori- wait, not the original Hulk, but no, that would be Bill Bixby. Yeah, Bill Bixby. <laughs> I have to remember our audience. Scott, <laughs> Scott is also <laughs> roasting. Him. Yeah. So I guess um, that leads us into our next question about what are some of our favorite war movies like what so let's start with um with with my mother <laughs> here what do you what would you put as some of your favorite war movies and and In why no particular order yeah no no order well there's one that i no matter what i said it to you before it comes on and i hear the trumpet thing And um, Patton, and I'm there on the couch for the next three hours watching it. Um, this is for Scott, Lawrence of Arabia. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Mrs. Miniver is a great, great, um, it's about the home front, but it's a great movie about people's struggle at home. Um, Since You Went Away is a similar one. Pass for Glory. As, isn't Paths of Glory? Paths of Glory. Sorry. Paths of Glory. Guess you don't yeah. love it that much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but I mean, the scene. I've never seen it, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The scene through the trenches at Stanley I just Cooper. know it was on yeah. a Oh, he's a real freak. So well, I, you know, you brought up Paths of Glory. He probably really fired guns at them. Oh, yeah, right? the most sinister. Is it George McCready? Is that his name? The actor George McCready? Oh, the, it, I, McCready. I can't remember. He the, plays the, with the guy with the, the scar. The French he's colonel or whatever. Evil. It's, yeah. Absolutely evil. He is seriously one of the most evil characters right. I've seen in a movie. Like mm-hmm. He's definitely like top ten, at least. Because uh, for those who haven't seen it, Paths of Glory is about, um, you know, Kirk Douglas is the star. He's... Um, a leader of a French troop, a squad, and they're tasked to take... Is he supposed to be French in the movie? He, yeah, but he doesn't do an <laughs> it's accent. It's like, there's no way. No. <laughs> but um, they, basically, they're supposed to take this position from the enemy. Um, Kirk Douglas is like, it's like a suicide mission, but we'll, do it, but we'll do it anyway. Trenches, yeah, so know. they go over the top, and basically everyone gets mowed down, like, what was going to happen, and so uh, the squad starts to retreat. Uh, they do retreat, and but the, but the French superiors are like, you didn't do the mission. We're gonna pick uh, three random people to accuse it and try for cowardice and execute them. Wow. And so the 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 plot of the movie is Kirk Douglas is trying to get these guys off and trying to save their lives from from that. But you brought up, you know, there's the one shot in Paths of Glory through the trenches now. You also saw 1917. Right. It's very, it's very um, could you, Yeah, just do the compare and contrast with well, that. Well, it's, it's obviously, um, yeah, 1917. What was, I forget his name, Cor, the director. Ooh, the director? Sam Mendes. Mendes. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, Sam Mendes saw Paths of Glory, I think, before. I feel like this. he also saw 
Saving Private Ryan. Well, he'd also saw Gallipoli because one of the things Gallipoli was also in world in uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, because (laughs) well, they were sprinters. If you remember, they were runners. Well, one of the guys. Oh yeah, Mel Gibson was too. Yeah, he was a bit of a. The other guy. That's a good movie. But anyway, go cancel. No, it's just it's the um, (laughs) just the the trenches and the 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 nastiness of the trenches and the warfare and to gain an inch, not even to lose an inch. You lose a million guys. You know, it's really just, um, I'm exaggerating, but you yeah. know what I mean. It, Literally a war yeah. of inches just, and war of feet. You know, yeah. And, um, and, and I, you think I, of, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? And I, I've never seen that movie, but 1917, when they, like, are deciding, you know, to go over the wall, and they do, and you just see, like, all of the rotting bodies and... Just the tension, like, tr- just knowing at any moment they could be, you know, yeah, mowed yeah, down. killed. Yeah. I mean, even Blackadder, the right. season <laughs> four, true. gets that right. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, true. gets that, that dread, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, dreadful uh, feeling. It's a powerful... Uh, and it just makes you think of, of it being a dreadful war. Now, I just want to bring because up... we a, know how it ended. Yeah. It didn't. And they had to fight another one. So, you know, all those guys that died... Knew that it was one, setting up it was setting an up even second, more that they catastrophic had to fight war. Again. And yeah. it just, for our perspective, we see the total waste of lives because we know that it didn't, it wasn't the war to end all wars. So yeah. it, we had to Literally, there was the, the lost generation in, in Britain of all the, you know, the young men that, that died. Now that, um, mm. But yeah, I, I guess there's some some of the movies that you included on the list would be on mine too. But let's go to Mary's oh God, first God. about what would some of your favorite war movies be and well, be very specific. <laughs> Pacific. Yeah. Um, Pacific Rim. No Pacific. No, that's not as good as Band of Brothers. Anyway, but uh, um, I feel like I need like a pool of choices. <laughs> How about Casablanca? That's it. So that's always that's like been number one. Yeah, I like, you know what I should bring up that list of Rotten Tomatoes had. So but that, I looked up the top ten they had. That's not my number one war movie though. No, it's, I, I it's just more of a romance. It's, yeah, I, don't, I mean it's the, the war backdrop, is the backdrop, is the war, but it's not. But I wouldn't call it. And a like war it's movie. a good movie, a great movie. So wait, it's not a war movie, even I'm though not it's sure, the backdrop. I I, you know, it's the backdrop, but but it's you could the plot. It drives the plot. I mean, the war in in a sense, it's like without the war. None of that would have right. been happening. Yeah. So it is, I think, I guess it qualifies, but uh, it's not necessarily as like. So for me, I feel like a lot of times when a movie really like hits me um, or gets me in that like visceral like reaction mode, I feel like that affects me more than like, okay, Casablanca I've seen like a million times and yeah, I, I'll always think it's a great movie. We'll always have Paris. <laughs> we'll always um, have a good movie. <laughs> um, but I think when I think of war movie, I think of the ones that made me feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm, you know, like in the, the tension it, in, in the, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember thinking like 1917 when I saw that, I was like, wow. You know, they kept the tension up throughout the film and just the amount of effort that went into that movie is like crazy. Um, they really wanted to get it right. And I feel like I appreciate that kind of an effort. Um, but when I think of that movie, I can't not think of Saving Private Ryan, which came first, you know? And I feel like that 
will always be a movie that like I was like, oh my god, you know. Um, so that's always gonna be up there for me. Yeah. Um, you know, a great movie that I I didn't think is a Civil War movie when you said that about the yeah know, the realism of it. Not gone with the wind. Oh. I was gonna say. Glory. I think we just got canceled for mentioning <laughs> no, it. No, I was gonna well. say glory. Um, oh, I, I the, yeah, that's with Matthew Broderick right, and the and the fifty fifth uh, regiment that their monument Matthew got defaced. Did their ma- monument get defaced? Oh, oh yeah, right, in yeah. Boston. In Boston, yeah. they didn't realize it was an all black all black regiment. regiment yeah. So let's deface it. Because I remember seeing that, and that was one of the watching that, and um, yeah, just the scene. The, the people with yeah. The, yeah, Cannonball Never. gets a guy, and it's like, whoa, that's... Or Denzel being whipped at one point, yeah, and he just a... keeps staring at yeah. um, mm. the Matthew Broderick, just like... Because okay. Denzel Washington is a, a character in the movie who who doesn't play by the rules, uh, so to speak. He's a bit of a loose cannon. He's the equalizer yeah. before the... But equalizer. at one point, he's being... Um, a loose you know, cannon. Um, he's being, he's oh. being punished, oh. and, he's, and he's, you know, like, literally shirt ripped off and he's being whipped and it's just you know call back to, to like, why they're fighting, why they're fighting yeah, and everything yeah. about it it's a very it's a good movie um wow. it's probably matthew broderick's I'm probably one of his best roles even, like, maybe i'd say even though he's not that great of an actor he's i feel like you just like hate he's him. a bit he's a bit wooden he's but, wooden but, yeah, denzel, but, but, den, but denzel and morgan freeman are really good, very good. yeah it's a good it's a, yeah and you did bring up Gone with the Wind as well as great war movies. You know that that has to be on the list, of, even despite um, you know everything going around it now. Um, it's just the scope of it. Just I, the scope of how if we're it, talking about how war affects people yeah. during, before, during, and after, that covers all the ground in in Gone with yeah, the Wind. You it's see a complete the before, the during, story. the after. Yeah. It's, it follows the and it's not. Through. It's like showing how people ad- like adapt to like the change that war caused you know it's not i think people at face value might think like oh it's like glorifying like the good old days when we still had slaves but really it's a story about scarlet o'hara and how her like how she she does all these different kind of like what other people who don't, who her, their minds stay in the past and they can't adapt. They're, she's doing all these things that, like, they still frown upon as if their society still exists. And she's like, I don't care. I'm going to, like, marry this guy so I can own his store and, like, make money. Otherwise, we're going to die. We're going to yeah. starve to death. So, really, I think it's, like, she's, like, the, pr- like, progressive person who's, like, I'm going to survive and adapt and change and it's almost like saying you can't stay in the past. Like if you do, you're going to, you're going to stop, you're going to die. You're dumb. So it's a movie all about, you know, the nest, the need to change. Yeah. And I wish people um, would like see it for more than just that, because it's not like at face value, I can understand people maybe thinking it somehow like glorifies slavery. And I'm like, if you really, a watch the movie, read the book. I mean, the book is, a I really thought it was going to be, like, super dry and whatever. And when I read it, it's a great... I don't know. I I just... I think it's more than that. And I don't want to get into it because I don't want to, you know... Yeah. I don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time... Because we could go on all day about how... Yeah. Like, even just comparing, um, you know, the way that... You know, because Hollywood around that time didn't present black people 
well in films. No. Yeah, but this one was different. Um, you know, for the time period, it actually treated its character, black characters with respect, mm-hmm. um, enough to the point where um, they saved the main characters on multiple. Uh, yeah, I mean, they treated the them like actual people instead of like yasa. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, just a really, you know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's a like, there there's a short on TCM that shows uh you know you know just these horrible depictions of like about racist depictions of black people like yeah uh, I know it's just yeah. it's just unfathomable just to show and it's like yeah just, to, show, to, like, to belittle them yeah. this one it's Gone with the Wind it's different but it's and you want to talk about a watershed movie mm-hmm. that is definitely it's got to be on there like you think about just alone with the the crane shot when mm. she, Scarlett O'Hara is coming outside of the train station and the camera just keeps lifting and, and it's, it's just climbing, climbing, climbing. Right. It's just, yeah. Laid out. And you know, it's, um, you know, and it's a powerful flag. shot and you think of, yeah, just how many, how many people have stolen that shot <laughs> from, yeah. from them. Right. Exactly. In the yeah. Movie. Now, um, I guess, yeah, just to, Throughout Civil War movies, though, uh, Red Badge of Courage. Red Badge of Courage, directed by John Huston and starring the most decorated war hero of World War II, uh, Audie Murphy. Although that's the only movie I've seen him in. I know he's been in a lot of other war movies, but that one, um, from what I remember, is a very good one. It's very short. What else do I like? <laughs> Tell me what. How, how about uh, Bridge on the River Quad? Oh, okay. or Stalag Seventeen. So I watched. Um, I got into like a William Holden uh, kick, which probably happens every year. <laughs> At some point, I'm like, I, I just love William Holden. I'm gonna watch like all of his movies. Um, or just, it, actually, at this point, it was more like Billy Wilder. I was like just watching a bunch of his movies and yeah, just like telling Andy, like, yo, Billy Wilder slaps. Like, he d- he does no wrong. Um, although I haven't seen all of his movies, so. There's apparently one Dean Martin movie that's... Uh, Awful. Yeah, it, it's just that apparently so su- terrible. That surprise me, but eh. Anyway. Um, so, Stalag 17, um, I thought was really good. Um, it was definitely more of, like, the, like, psychological kind of warfare that kind of broke down within uh one one building of a pow camp right um and wasn't that like the first pow movie which i guess you should consider a a watershed movie too because Um, it was not on the battlefield it was like specifically a pow i'm not sure about that i think i'd have to think it is and i I honestly don't know. I think uh, I remember reading that somewhere. I could be so wrong, but I feel like I re- I thought I read that and was like, oh, interesting. Like they, instead of doing all of these kind of like war hero, like on the field, there yeah, they go. Sergeant York. Like, or... Watch them. Yeah. It was like, oh, they're, remember how not everyone got to be on the battlefield because they got captured? Yeah. Like how about their story? So I think that was, I think it was the first one. Maybe not, but, um. It's a it's a very good movie, and yeah. I think it was a play before it, it was. Yeah, a movie. you could tell. You could sort of tell, but yeah. it works. I like just when, like Casablanca was. Yeah, like I I like when it still works because that can be very noticeable. I feel like in movies where you're like, this clearly was, was a, play. a play. 
like the set doesn't isn't changing much or like you know there's certain aspects or even just the language sometimes or yeah. whatever it can not always translate as well as you think it could but um just think back to burl ives saying mendacity so me- many- i literally was just thinking that yeah i'm like i could like, not this stand this movie <laughs> or killer joe the mendacity starring matthew mcconaughey oh my God, like, i forgot about like that, that movie. movie okay anyway well, not, you can't <laughs> mention that ever again uh <laughs> this isn't our worst movie podcast maybe we'll have to do another uh, episode about that but. but no so that if that is correct which i guess i should have fact checked before um i feel like that's an important movie because yeah it's like oh yeah not everybody had that story when they were just on the battlefield like shooting at the enemy you know yeah um and yeah it just does like a really good job of like um you know the kind of turmoil within that barrack like between you know they're all thinking william holden is a rat basically he's like the mole and he's telling the german officers like what their plans of escape are so it's just it's a it's a and he's just great in it really he really is everyone in that movie is good um did he win the oscar that year for that i i think he he did i think he he won yeah. yeah, he was very, very good in it. Um, and then he's also in... He's also a POW in... <laughs> yeah, in The Bridge Over the River Kwai, which I watched kind of right after um, and right before quarantine. You guys were at Trivia, <laughs> if oh, that helps you date it at all. <laughs> what, what, are, what is Trivia? <laughs> yeah. So I watched that movie, and um, I guess background for that, it's like a, it's a Japanese-run um prisoner of war camp and what's his name alec guinness alec guinness won an oscar for yeah, he so plays he's, a, he's kind of like a major? a defiant not defiant but he's just like no like my men aren't nope like we're not doing this or like no and he so he gets like you know thrown in the box all day and um yeah until, i think it's yeah i think it's very early on where he brings up like the geneva yeah, convention and, he does. He brings and, the book out, and the yeah, guy like the, throws it on the yeah, floor. Yeah, so from there on, you just know that yeah. all bets are off in of, of terms of cruelty within those. Yeah, um, so they butt heads, but basically his stubbornness like pays off, and his men get you know treated with respect, and they are willing. He's not only willing; it's kind of interesting because it's like he's willing to build this bridge, but like it becomes like his like I'm gonna do the greatest job, like like ep, like this is gonna be like yeah, I really want to do this almost, which is, like, interesting. It's like you're, yeah, it was weird. you know, you, you have don't to want occupy to your time. Yeah. Maybe. So, but it was weird because at the beginning, if you know, the, remember, the other guys were building the bridge, but they were building it wrong on right. purpose because they yeah. didn't want it to and work it for the stu- enemy. And super slow. So, and, they, right. and Alec Guinness is like, you know, you shouldn't even be building it there. You should build it over here. It would be better, like, the, the depth and whatever for the like the base of the bridge and all this stuff so he's like taking it seriously and it's like yeah we're gonna do the best job we possibly can and like in the meantime like william holden has escaped the camp and he is immediately like he when he finally gets to a a, like a place they're like oh can you tell us where that is can you actually show us we're gonna make you, you gotta show us so he has to go back and like find the camp and he has told them all the plans of the bridge and so now they want to blow the bridge up. So it's like Alec Guinness is building this bridge and there are plans to build it up. So, or blow it up. Um, but the last like 
half an hour or so of that movie is like so like tense like i just felt like the whole time like oh my god like ah can they just just blow it up like it was just very intense it's it gets the point where um you know the old expression of going native that alec guinness he starts out I'm going to build it because we British, we can build it. Well, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. At right, the very like what's, end, what's really right. what did he do? Right. Kind of, and it, it's, um, yeah. It and really everyone is, around him is getting, like, killed, and he has, like, the last, like, he's, like, got, like, seconds to just kind of yeah. realize, like, should I blow, should well, I? Well, we have to, yeah. You're right. See what well, yeah. But yeah. There's, a, there's a definite tension with, um, you know, as I said, going native. He seems like he, um... He goes a little too far mm. in in yeah, making it's the like bridge becoming, so in, in it becoming well. your. Are we can, are we canceled for saying going native? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, maybe oh. so. Oh. It's an old expression. It, I know, know, but <laughs> but you, you but you brought maybe up uh, you know. Um, no, it's, uh, it means going native to like I guess wherever the, you are. Wherever you are, you you know, like you said, Stockholm syndrome or something. But not quite that. But he it's he kind of that. he I gets mean, yeah, it's sort of it's like literally that. It's, that. it's yeah. your captive is like telling you to do something, yeah. and you like end up being like, yeah. Which is directed by David Lean, who also directed yeah. the masterpiece which you brought up, Lawrence of Arabia, about mm-hmm. obviously another guy kind of quote unquote going native. I think it's more of a hubris thing. Like there, there is a there's a strain in both of the men that say, "I need to do this because I'm the one who can do this." There's me against the world, and it's it's um, a revelation that I think Lawrence realizes. He says, "They will come because I will lead them, and they will come." They will come for me. For me, right? The best of them will come for money. They'll come for me. I think that it's it's similar in Bridge on the River Kwai that there may have been a little bit of a break uh, being in the box, but I think it's mainly he wants to show what he can do, what the and he representing Britain can do. We can build this bridge, and it it clouds him from the fact that he's actually aiding the enemy in in doing that. And other people see it. William Holden's character sees it, but he doesn't. He doesn't see Alecanus's character doesn't see it, and um, maybe maybe he does it. The way to, we don't want to give a spoiler alert, but I he might. That could be a discussion for a future date if he realizes at the end. We'll just have to do a larger compare and contrast with uh, them. And David Lee movies, movies, maybe. Yeah. You're. Um, I'm gonna add. Gray, and- I'm gonna add Grave of Fireflies though, and that's gonna be. Yeah, tell that That's that is totally, an oddball pick. So it's totally why don't off you my tell, like what I just said about like tell I the prefer viewers. visceral like on the battlefield movies, um, which also like once again Band of Brothers. I like can I say, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, so it's about um, these two Japanese siblings. It's an animated movie, so it's a Studio Ghibli movie, um, like Miyazaki. Um, it's not by him. No, but I was telling mom, I was telling mom, like, so I didn't know if she knows what that is specifically, but, um, so it's two Japanese siblings, um, their home gets bombed by the Americans and, um, it's just basically a tale of like their, what they do to survive and what happens to them. Because they lose their parents, yeah, um, and then they so go, it's just them after. Well, they get forced the to live city. with 
they they go to live with I can't remember if it's like a relative of theirs, but the lady is like really mean to them and like won't give them as much like rice and stuff as her own like it's just like it's like that like home front like uh like struggle. It's definitely but... an interesting perspective of um you and know that, the cost that's... of war to you know at a, for yeah. the enemy side. Well, that's why I want to say it, because, like, we're talking about mostly just the, you know, American perspective of war movies. But it's, like, other countries where it had, you know, civilians who are just as, you know, uh, just as affected by the horrors of war. And, um, yeah, this movie is so, even, you know, it's said, even though it's an animated movie, but, like, it's deeply... Um, it's like a it's a deep movie. It's it's really sad. Although it's one of those movies that just I remember it gets more and more depressing as it goes well, along. Well, yeah, but like, what is uh, war? Yeah, <laughs> is that not accurate? <sighs> so war. I just want kind of like Apocalypse Now. Well, it I just keeps to getting that. darker and darker as it keeps going yeah. on. You're an errand boy sent by grocery clerks. collect the bill i just they thought that might be a good idea to mention something else like you know off the beaten saving yeah. private ryan trail and yeah or more just off the world war well that is world it is war world war II. War yeah um but yeah i remember watching it and being like wow damn this, well this a movie that again that would be off of that off the beaten path um is two women with sophia loren Oh, that's a, the a, an Italian movie, the right? Italian, yeah, Italian. yeah I, I've seen like I heard about that movie. It's um, it's very much worth watching. It's it, it's kind of there's a very Isn't gut she like gut wrenching or something. Yeah, it's there's a gut wrenching oh, gut wrenching scenes, and just how war affects people that aren't actually fighting, but they are. You know, they yeah. are right. they're, they're combatants, whether battle. they know it or not, or whether they are in uniform or not. And right. The, yeah. The, the fight is um, She's so more localized. Also, I've never seen any of her movies, though. She's beautiful. But that was one I think I read about, you should, or you mentioned. You and should I was see like, oh. it. Somebody should see you know, People should see that. I think yeah. it's really um, from a... You know the me the Me Too movement. Yeah, well, it could have started there. <laughs> Let's just say that. Could have started a long time ago. Well, yeah, I think it. Anyway, probably people tried. Maybe yeah, like 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 uh. And by probably I know definitely. It's slight diversion. Maureen O'Hara, I think, left Hollywood because, uh, something like that with um you know creepy creepy producer oh i don't mean the creepy producer was creeping i mean the movie itself yeah 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 i'm just thinking thinking of me too and uh or it could have happened earlier but i guess um uh i guess to go back a little bit to yeah some of the movies that haven't been mentioned it was happening earlier that people's careers were destroyed etc yeah so so we mentioned yeah, you mentioned Pat and Lor- we mentioned Lawrence of Arabia, which would be some of my favorites. Um, you know, uh, I think another one that I would put up there is Zulu. No, we talked oh, about building a bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came here to build a bridge and uh, iconic. Yeah, that movie that um, like, shaped our. I feel like that shaped our, childhood. our childhood. That's why it was so important that I mentioned it in my brother's uh, best man <laughs> speech because we literally watched that movie uh-huh. so much, and I'm like, 
and like, I think played, we were like, like a, yeah, we were, we, we like played, played Zulu, Zulu outside. <laughs> yeah, you were ch- doing the Zulu but chance like to, the way we played. but the, the reason why it's such an important movie is that, um, well, not only is it one of Michael Caine's first, it, it was one of his first and movies. I just thought he was so with his, handsome. With his eyeliner, <laughs> yeah, but. Mascara. And, but Stanley Baker, I've never seen him in another movie, but it's just, the way that it's shot is. So the plot of the movie is that it's a hundred British soldiers at a medical outpost um, in the middle of Africa versus thousands upon thousands of Zulu warriors. Now, there was a battle pre that where the Zulu warriors defeated the British military, like they killed thousands of military uh, British soldiers. So it sets up like, okay, these guys are toast. But... The way that it's, you know, it's only a course of a couple of days, maybe like forty-eight hours, but yeah. you just feel the, like the onslaught. It just keeps coming and coming, and you just don't know like when will they actually break through. Uh, but it's a it's a great movie about um, uh, resolve and just its sheer will to against the odds yeah to kind of defend. Thing. Uh, yeah, just, you know, to, to try to save your life. Now it's also important in movie history, I should say movie history because like movie making history, a little bit because Peter Jackson for the two towers, which is like, um, said, I want the battle of Helm's deep to be like Zulu. And you think of like how many people have now looked at that movie and said like, you know, it's, it's great of how they build tension and keep building that tension and mm-hmm. you know things just keep happening you know there are different levels to the battle and everything it, it, you know zulu was such an influential uh movie upon that filmmaking uh, mm-hmm. i think a lot of people of our generation like um mary and my generation uh really have, look have at that as like the best you know that's what they think like probably the two towers is the best of the lord of the rings movies because of like of that and so i just wanted to get so when mom let us leave school a little bit early to go see so that's how much it was mm-hmm. and isn't lord of the rings a war movie <laughs> no <laughs> oh. but um but yeah i just wanted to give zulu a shout out and um and i don't know what other movies should we shout out i already said apocalypse now oh wait yeah apocalypse now who, who is it kyle smith from national review said that was the best war movie it's... i've never seen that no Sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty good. okay. Yeah. I love the smell of napalm in the morning, but yeah. well, what else is on the like list? List, uh, Schindler's List. Oh, <laughs> actually, I, I was <laughs> another list. Steven Spielberg oh, movie. Yeah. You know what? Hey, you wanna, you wanna? <laughs> I gotta give, I gotta give Steven Spielberg, you know, some credit. I feel like what? Like he never gets it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but okay, like. Did he win Best Director for that one, or did he have you know, to wait till Saving Private Ryan to do that? I just think sometimes maybe it's just me. But when you think of Steven Spielberg, you think of like blockbuster, or like you, jo- uh, no, no, <laughs> another <laughs> war movie. No, it's, I'm just saying like he can, he can do like he can do like the like child like wonder movie. He's he and comes he to... can do the like intense war intense emotional i get what you mean and it's the idea of like 
over sentimentality in yeah. some things compared like, to you could write them off as just like Hollywood, like I in a in a one word kind of thing. I feel, but that movie, I feel like not many movies get me like super like teary. That movie was I was like oh my god, you know, um, I thought it was really well done. I don't know. Oh, it was. Just, yeah. It was, yeah. Like, it was haunting. If I yeah. had to call a movie haunting, the, the, the um, depiction of the people in the yeah. camps and the... Ray Fiennes is just the... Yeah. Talk about evil characters in a movie. Yeah, he's definitely up there. I'm I just thinking of... Because, you know, the, the most important thing about movies is, like, what sticks with you the most are yeah. just the imagery of of the movie, I, I would say, and maybe the feeling comes second, but, you know, if you think of a movie, it's... Um, I don't know, because everyone's I don't know, different. Schindler's List... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think of, you know, the girl with the red jacket, a coat. Mm-hmm. You think of, yeah, um, Rafe finds his character trying to shoot the gun at the person that mm-hmm. couldn't, um, you know, it, it wasn't producing enough. You think of the kid that's hiding in the, the yeah. literal toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, Liam Neeson breaking down at the end saying, like, I could save another. Mm-hmm. And even just the powerful thing at the end where it's all the survivors from, if right. The real people going to Oscar Schindler's grave site and putting and a stone and doing the, really the Jewish tradition. Yeah. It's just it's all of it is ending. it's it's powerful, and I think it's it's sort of it it was like movies that came out around the same time of that and Life is Beautiful, which the Schindler's List I think has the edge above it because of the I think there was a bit more. Um. It, it really showed the dark side much mm-hmm. it was much more intense than life is beautiful even though that is a great movie um but yeah that uh, yeah schindler's list is a movie that Oscar Schindler. i feel like it's one of those movies i can't go back and rewatch but i know i will at some point yeah. it's like that it's in like, passion I of need, the christ it takes, it takes <laughs> a lot out like, of you watching i need, it. Like, yeah. I, felt that, I need but... like 30 years yeah before I, like, you ever... made out during schindler's list yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. like no please um but yeah that again that's a you know that's also considered a war movie so there are just so many so many movies that touch upon um war and mm-hmm. its impact on us as you know, is, is people. And, um, I don't know. It's like, it's one of those like, things that like hits like, yeah, it just hits home. Like of every person's life really think at like those times during like a major, major war. event. And it's like either someone they love is like off fighting or like their own towns being bombed or like, yeah. Or yeah, they're like, they're Jewish being forced into ghettos. Like, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just such a thing. I think a lot of people can relate to or like appreciate at least like the scope of, or just like you, you can't believe that this right. happened. Yeah, it's like, like Hacksaw Ridge, the and there's some. One of the things about saw... war movies and in general is that I think it also it makes people it makes you see people in their real state. Mm. Like somebody who's a coward is going to be a coward. Somebody who's right. going to be a monster is going to oh, be a monster. Some people oh like my the gosh, is this the Joker? Is this the Joker scene? <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> think Ryan. that... that, that such a coward. Oh, yeah. That the people who are resilient are going to be resilient. The people who aren't are going to collapse. 
you know, it's it's really um, you know you're stripped to your bare right to, like to survival instincts, survival. yeah, well, I guess or just your core personality. You know, mm-hmm. the the survivor in, in some people and then some people aren't. Her sister wouldn't have survived. No. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or you just her. think of like the so. yeah the sheer will of some people. Like I, I just brought right. up Hacksaw Ridge, where you know th- there was a conscious effort to. It, so Mel Gibson directs the movie about Desmond Dawes, who was a conscious. Uh, right. He's a, you know, he wouldn't pick up a gun. He became a medic, and he fought at um, Okinawa. Not fought. He was he served at Okinawa and the other Pacific um, in the Pacific Theater. But there were parts about Hacksaw Ridge where they were like, "We can't include this because no one's gonna no believe. one's gonna believe that this happened." So I mean, even though the the home front stuff about the character is, you know, a bit, you know, Hollywood esque. The yeah. stuff on the battlefield apparently is just like as real as, they, as, could as they could make it, yeah. And that's a good one. I saw that on election day back in 2016 because I didn't want to watch the results of <laughs> Trump and Hillary. But I came home and uh, I came out of the theater and one Stevie said like I feel like I just took Hacksaw Ridge and two <laughs> just like <laughs> took it like as a, <laughs> like like, like he was actually there <laughs> like like I like I remember just seeing it and feeling my uh, my seat shaking and just feeling every bomb or everything yeah, yeah. but um yeah anyway uh it's that's a good one so any uh I'll just to, to wrap it up um wrap this up i feel like i'm missing something though. there i mean There's there so are many. there are so yeah. many, so many but i feel like i'm missing ones that i like and i'm gonna later be like yeah what the heck? i mean there's that uh, same i feel the same way like like you could bring up dunkirk or yeah. or uh you know the hurt locker or the expendables the expendables <laughs> diary, diary a young girl yeah or, um there are just so many and you think of about war movies in general that uh, I calculated this at at least like 17 through 18% of best picture winners have been war movies. The, mm-hmm. the first winner of a best picture was wings from 1927. I still haven't seen it, but, um, but yeah. And the most recent was you could debate whether the hurt locker, or the King speech, because the King speech has some, you know, the backdrop is world war two is mm-hmm. right on the way. And, they have to deal with with you know hitler coming into power so anyway um so uh you know what are some of your favorite war movies leave a comment smash that like button and uh (laughs) yeah and uh sorry and sorry for our ramblings but uh you know what is it good for (laughs) nothing that's a good way to peace